0: sounds good to me (laughs) based on my zero years of audio experience
1: (laughs) that's that's it that's all you need how's it going it's going pretty good i'm really (laughs) (laughs)
0: your your voice would indicate otherwise
1: (laughs) i'm fucking tired yeah are you I i was just like two nights ago was up watching this mini series And I thought there were two episodes, or no, I thought there were three episodes. So, you know, it came time to like, we watched two of them. Gabby was like asleep, but I was like, well, I want to see like the rest of this last one. And and then it turned out not even to be the last one. But yeah, it was (laughs) like way too late, like three in the morning. And I don't really stay up that late. And so yesterday, you know, you can't sleep go back to your usual time after that so so just tired but Uh, yeah things are good
0: um what mini series is it
1: it's called when they see us Um, okay yeah it was it was about the like central park five case in new york city got it and um yeah, it was I mean it's a dramatized version of kind of I guess there was a documentary that came out previously which would I think would be maybe more interesting to watch too beca- because you don't know what you're pulling out that is real right. or or what's dramatized but yeah, pretty heartbreaking story to be honest.
0: Got it. And yeah. where did you, where did you watch it on?
1: It's on Netflix, I oh, think. Okay, yeah. cool.
0: Awesome. Just good to know. I feel like whenever people give recommendations I never know where to go so
1: right right yeah that's a good point but yeah you know it just like it's part of just it's been part of my learning in the past you know couple weeks of just trying to like you know learn more about the history of like black oppression and things like that that are going on and because I you know previously haven't been extremely educated on the subject so you know when you don't know what to say or what to do just go learn about it is
0: kinda yeah my i think idea. that makes sense i think it's um at least for the people that are close to me and around me that's a lot of the work that's going on right now um so yeah anyways it's interesting to um yeah let people know kind of what the things are that we're doing in terms of reading or watching because i think other people can benefit from that as well
1: hmm yeah yeah, I'll, I guess there was between that, and I think I've already told you about this podcast called Seeing White, or it was it's called Seen on Radio, but they have a whole s- series series within it, or a season or something called Seeing White. And those two have just uh, well, that one specifically really opened my eyes to a lot of the racial constructs here. Um,
0: Interesting. I've not heard of that that podcast, um, so I'll check it out. I'm um, I'm listening to the audio book for white fragility right now. And then I ordered um, some additional books, which we can list in the, in the notes from a, uh, from a bookstore nearby as well. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's, it's just important um, at minimum at bare minimum for us to um, share some resources that we're engaging with right now.
1: Hmm. Yeah. I guess before we even jump on, like jump past this uh, topic for now is like, I, I listen... Do you know Sam Harris? Like, he has a podcast and... Uh,
0: I am aware of who he is. Yeah. I don't listen to his podcast.
1: I don't usually. Um, but, you know, I saw an episode come out the other day that was, you know, called, like, we need to come back from the brink or something like that. Let me let me double check that. It was like... Um, uh can we pull back from the brink and i guess you know he kind of comes at all this stuff from like a philosophical standpoint but it was hard to listen to i don't fully agree with um with the points on there he's you know it's it's really interesting to hear kind of someone challenging some of what's going on uh but I think he really misses the point on a lot of this. But I, I think it's worth kind of sometimes hearing like an another opinion on stuff as well. Um yeah. But that was uh you know, the the part that I struggle with is like I I'm not so well researched that I can just go and like disagree outright though with uh someone like that. And I think that's part of why educating myself and like others doing that is so important because like when you do encounter maybe someone who's like i don't know oh we don't have a problem or this is not a thing like then that's you know if if you're silent because you don't know what to say then you're kind of like losing that battle
0: Yeah, and and I think letting those ideas, like, you know, um, continue to spread because we are not educated enough to, you know, ask the proper why questions or have the conversation in the right way. Um, But I think, yeah, at this point, and, and, and I mean, not just at this point, I think, you know, it's in general, I think it's just like asking those why questions. Like, I just try to really dig into people who like have any type of opposition or Questioning or uncertainty um about the fact that you know black individuals are significantly oppressed, especially like you know in, in the societies that we're we're used to living in um and that we um you and I both as white individuals like benefit from an insane amount of privilege like anyone who who questions that i have um yeah i think i I feel equipped to dig into like the why questions around that, but to your point, I think that you know like people from from the other side, why ever that exists, um, re- like have their own tactics for debating conversation. And at some point I just think it's, I don't know where it's worth it and where it's not. Um, and I'm, I'm trying to be careful in what I say because I know that I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm likely going to say things that are incorrect right now. Um, but I think that's part of the learning process. So.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I kn- I know we didn't even plan to, you know, um, touch on like, current events or anything um but that's part of part of like the journey here so is like navigating all that um yeah i think i don't know we don't have to go into too much details about that one specific uh you know podcast or or kind of that but um but yeah people can kind of like frame their own opinions on it and uh you know I, i've learned a lot about just like I don't know. Yeah, a lot about the environment in the past bit, whether it's like m- how media controls, you know, what you're seeing and reading. And I mean, a lot of that has been, you know, brought up in other ways before, but, um, you know, there's just a lot of um, gatekeeping in media and things that, yeah, it's important to, I, I think that's why, you know, even things like where, podcasts come along or like social media the the good part is that people can like try to voice their own thoughts and like get that out there um but but you know even only so many things will show up in the news feed because of the whatever algorithms there so
0: yeah yeah. and i think yeah to your point i think um it's it's a, a long road ahead because there's been a long road behind us but i think um, I can like easily speak for both of us in saying that like, you know, black lives matter, that is not up for debate. There's, there's no room for debate in and like around that statement whatsoever. Um, and that like, there is a lot of work to be done, um, in terms of, um, breaking down, you know, anti-black racism and the systemic nature of it. And that just like, you know, we have a lot of work to do. We've had more than enough time to start doing work and I don't think we've done enough. And so, um, yeah, I just I hope that for myself, for you and for the people that are close to me, um, you know, it will only be the case that we need to figure out how to continue making ourselves feel uh, work hard enough that we we consistently are feeling, you know, some level of discomfort because um, we should be inconvenienced um, in helping with this movement right now. It's pretty yeah, much my current thoughts on that.
1: Yeah, that's a good takeaway is like figuring out, you know, what what we can do and like and move forward on it um so more on that i'm sure yeah i think
0: uh, yeah i think yeah uh, we'll continue to figure out what that means in terms of how how um our lives look in helping with that movement i think
1: Mm -hmm. exactly it's something that yeah now that i've been learning more it's something i'm the back of my mind is just thinking about what you know how to take that and and do something what's in my wheelhouse that i can actually like you know do to help give up you know my you know benefits or whatever or or use my advantages to like um you know to lift other people up
0: yeah and i think so, it's interesting like uh i think people center a lot of um people's privilege around people who have platforms or are are e- extremely wealthy or you know like have a far reach but if you look at the type of work that you and i do like we are both white individuals in the tech industry surrounded by an inordinate amount of white people. Um, and so I think like, uh, that's a huge area where we need to start thinking about, you know, how do we, how do we make, how do we, you know, open this up to, um, black folks, to indigenous people, especially in, in Canada. This is as big of an issue in Canada, um, and other minorities who are not represented in our spaces um, I know right now you're not in um, a larger company, but this is something that the employees at my company are putting a lot of pressure on our, of course, you know, all white male VP like roster of like this is not acceptable. It's not going to be acceptable. Like people's opinions on this are n- are not going to go away. And when I say people's opinions, I mean within the company, um, but I think also from. Um the lower levels like you know I'm an individual contributor um but how do I how do I make sure that I'm I'm making those connections with people who want to get into this industry and that I'm referring them and that I'm I'm passing on the the connections that I have I I saw this like this post where somebody had had written in uh, Anyways the, the the question was Like what what is this thing That is like a mentor that all these white people Talk about and somebody responded like It's just like when older white people Introduce you to the white people that they know And like you know that there's There's a lot more truth to that than probably Like people would like to admit but it's the It's the reality like so much of Um so much of the privilege and the positions that I have are because other and genuinely other white people have introduced me to people so that I can get the jobs that I have. And so if at minimum, you know, that's, that's something that I can be super mindful of and be, uh, like d- direct a lot of effort and energy towards is bringing in, um, black people to our space and making the right introductions. Then, um, I hope that's the minimum that I can do.
1: Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. That that's kind of what I've been thinking a lot about. It's just the the groups that i you know am involved in it's like this whether it's technology which like you said is like overwhelmingly white or like this kind of micro conf business community which again is like like not to single out the organization but just the you know o- the general community there is like one of the it's like mostly white as well like it's um i don't know it's just uh yeah, you you kind of wake up a bit and see like the landscape you're in, and just knowing like you know we're not doing enough to like bring in diversity into it. So into yeah. the the ecosystem.
0: And I think I can also just I'm sorry I keep speaking on our behalf, but I think I, because we're on a public forum right now, I think that I can openly say on both our behalves that if we've said anything out of line or inappropriate or that reeks of ignorance, neither of us are like we're both very open to being called out. So like if if we have said anything out of line, like don't feel like we're going to take that the wrong way. I think, um, we're just mm-hmm. really both doing our best to, to try to learn more and do more. And so, um, yeah, we're very open to criticism and feedback. Um, yeah, not an issue.
1: Yeah. A hundred percent.
0: But again, I don't, um, yeah, I don't think that we intended to, or, or, I mean, we never make plans for the episodes. So some yeah. of our thoughts maybe weren't, um, as well thought out or as articulate as the, as they would have been if we had of. um, you know discuss this a little bit beforehand so it's possible Mm -hmm. that we've like said things that are maybe um don't resonate with people in the right way
1: yeah 100 um it's been yeah so i guess yeah we haven't recorded in like quite some time here almost a month um uh, yeah what's what's been going on and uh i don't know we took a little break there for a bit just Uh, you know between the landscape of the world and just like needing to you know take a little time off of doing some recording um but yeah so uh, any (laughs) do you want to get into some yeah for sure um
0: yeah i think on my side because i think um you know the 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 short hiatus was largely driven by me and i think um you know i think this is like an, an open space to to talk a little bit about it but i think that um for especially for anyone else who might be going through this that you know the covid situation and like being at home and cooped up and and not part of my regular life and and the the realization that you know um i'm going to be working from home for the rest of the year um kind of a lot of these things combined in the in the early weeks of taking a hiatus were like just really getting to me like i was just i've just been i've been having a bit of difficulty with my own mental health around that kind of stuff um for anyone who doesn't know i very much like you know, decided to leave my previous job and a big driver was going back in office because I genuinely like really crave that, that human connection. I think there's lots of pros of working from home, but, um, it was a switch up that I needed in my life. So, uh, it's been very difficult for me to kind of like go back to an office for four or five weeks and then, um, you know, now be, be back working at home. And I say that with the most acknowledgement that, you know, I am part of the, the, the privileged people who are able to continue doing my job and do it from home. And, and I have my salary and I have the security. And for that, I'm very thankful. But, um, at the same time, I, you know, I, I do struggle with that kind of stuff. And so I think, yeah, for me, I just, I needed to put a pause on this for a little while. I just, I wasn't feeling at my full capacity. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I really do enjoy these conversations that that Cam and I have, and I really get a lot of joy when people in my life tell me that they've listened to an episode, um, that something has helped them, even if it's um, you know our friend Arturo just telling us that we should really get like a theme song, even just like knowing that you know people take the time to to listen to some of the things that are going on in our life uh, means a lot to me. and I, I hope that I'll be able to like connect to new people through this platform as well. So um, yeah, in terms of like what's what's been going on with me, I think uh, based on what I've just said, it's not been a whole lot of exciting stuff. I've m- majority been focusing on um, just just my my job. Uh, doing a really good good job there um but yeah that's like the the high level of kind of i think like you know needing a bit of a break and i think you know if other people are feeling that way and need a break from some of their obligations too you know sometimes you you got to take that
1: yeah yeah that makes sense i feel like um even yeah i don't know like i you know lost the contract that I was on uh at the start of this and and that kind of gave me so much more time obviously to like start working towards these things and and even with without uh having another job that I'm like going and juggling that back and forth like I I still have found I'm like exhausted and like uh and I basically have like only this thing to focus on or have for the past like couple months um And that was even exhausting. And so, you know, I know, yeah, trying to do everything, you know, like trying to grow in so many different directions um, can be a real challenge. And like, and yeah, like you said, the situation that we're in with like being cooped up at home, like it starts getting to you, (laughs) like it's uh only only now you know we're recording this on what june 14th and only now some things are starting to open up but the world is like not the same as it was so um so yeah anything else that you want to touch on or that's kind of the general uh
0: no i mean i think yeah that's kind of like the the background of hiatus but in terms of um yeah i've been i've been doing a bunch of thinking around um goals for the immediate future and like what makes sense given that, um, you know, I, I really am trying to focus a lot of my time and effort into my day job. I'm really enjoying it. I'm learning a lot. I I absolutely love the people that I'm working with. Um, it's very, the work is very motivating. Um, so, so I'm really getting a lot out of that too, which, which I would emphasize, but I know that previously, you know, like we talked a lot about, um, well, I mean, you know, you're well on the road to like have be like starting a business and and these are long term goals for me as well. But in terms of um, my immediate focus, I think that outside of my day job, I just I don't have the capacity to to, you know, do the day job, also do some of the technical learning that I've been trying to do, also try to figure out like starting a business. And I know that some people can and do do that. And, and to them, I think that's amazing. Um, but I think that there's also, you know, other things outside of that in my in my social life that are really important to me. Um, to keep up. So I think for right now, like what I really want to focus on and that I'll probably be talking about in this podcast is just like technical learning. So, I mean, I know s- some people who've listened know that I recently did like just an intro web development course. Um, and I'm Just going to continue on that journey for right now. Specifically, um, I'm just continuing to work on that West Boss JavaScript course. And so, um, yeah, I'm happy to like talk about um, the things that I'm learning there or questions that I have because, you know, Cam is a a well experienced developer. Um, So, for anyone that that's interesting to, that's probably what I'll mostly be talking about in addition to anything really cool and outstanding that's going on in my day job but um yeah i think that i just needed a a little bit more of a a focus in terms of my direction for the the next little bit rather than feeling like i should and need to be doing everything at once
1: yeah it can be really tempting to try and i don't know grow in many areas and and then you know you're like because if i do a little bit of everything each day then like you know in two years time like i'll i'll be great at all these things or like i'll have advanced in so many but it's a lot to keep up with just in terms of like capacity that we have to to only like juggle so many things
0: totally and it's like i know that we're home so much more so you feel like you should have all the time in the world but then you know there's like i said there's other things like i've been trying to focus on my running and you know that's that doesn't take in uh, like a an insignificant amount of time or like i've been sewing more which if anyone doesn't know i like to sew um and so yeah it's just like all of these things take time and uh i think that some of those things like running and sewing and spending time with my partner like really contribute to my my happiness in my life as well so i i, I really want to keep those things um a- around obviously
1: yeah yeah it's definitely definitely makes sense i would recommend do, taking that approach as well so yeah, yeah. i think that's going to be cool to you know, just follow the learning journey as it's going, and and you know you'll be a grounding force to myself to remember to <laughs> slow down as well. Uh, yeah, it's and,
0: interesting. I was like listening to uh, an Art of Product um, podcast yesterday, and I I often forget their names. So even though I've listened to this podcast for like a year, yeah. uh, Derek. Derek, it's Derek, yeah. right? Okay, <laughs> Derek is the is the level guy. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. yeah. Okay.
0: So, um, anyways, he's been going through a bunch of trying a different things around businesses that he's wanting to start. And he, he made this statement. He's working on something right now, but he has, it's a bit in like stealth mode. He hasn't really announced what it is. And he made this comment that like, you know, he doesn't want to outwardly commit to something because he doesn't want it to seem like he's flailing. And when I, when I heard that it resonated with me, but then it also made me think like, but like sometimes we are just flailing, you know, like sometimes we are like, it's just, it's the reality of where we're at. Like we don't know, like sometimes you don't know exactly what you want. You don't know exactly what to grab onto. Maybe you are just kind of like testing out an idea, but you get a little bit into it and that's not really where you want to go. And I think that, um, he seems to have difficulty with like, you know, expressing that like, Oh, I want to go in this direction. Oh no, I don't. And and I feel the same way. Um, but I think even just hearing him talk about it a little bit and also talking about it with you, I think it's just like, it's nothing to be ashamed of. Like, I don't know if it creates the best content, but it's, if it's my reality, then it's my reality. And I just like, don't really want to be, um, ashamed of like trying things and them not working out. So.
1: Yeah. I, yeah, yeah. A hundred percent. I think, yeah, I, I was listening to that as well. And I, yeah, I, you can definitely pick that up from him and yeah maybe he feels there maybe yeah people think there's expectations around them but like I think everyone just wants to see you do the best you can whether yeah you're Derek or you're Kaylin like you know everyone's just gonna be rooting for you one way or another so yeah.
0: yeah but anyways I mean I think that's that's mostly all I have to say for right now but I'm sure that you have lots of fun and exciting updates on your side
1: it's been it's been quite the month in terms of uh but you know yeah it it also was a bit of a i don't know it was a bit of a slower moving month in terms of in the first two months everything was kind of like wow we just made this thing and then now we i don't know like everything that we built was like brand new or everything that we did was like the first time doing it and Mm -hmm. And so the past month was kind of the first time for trying to dig into like the sales side of things. Um, and yeah, I think the last time that I kind of gave an update uh, was around like we put this kind of pricing package together. And and it kind of had like three tiers. Uh, and it actually really seems to be... I don't know, effective in terms of when we had, we had like four conversations, early conversations with breweries showing the package, talking about it. And I think if we had just come out and said, like, this is our price, like, we would have had no idea where people lean in that. Um, or we would be totally excluding people, Mm -hmm. um, from, from kind of grabbing something. Um, but yeah, after those conversations, you can, you know we're on a, a zoom call or whatever, and we're looking at the the kind of PDF together and you can see what like features they're chewing on and like the differences between the tiers and like how they gravitate towards one or the other. I, I think it was just like it's it's a no brainer to try and like if you have the the ability to i don't know do multiple prices because it's a technical challenge as well to just like build that in but yeah. um but yeah, we went for it and seemed to be getting a pretty good response from from those breweries. So, so yeah, we just like expanding on those calls. Like we sent out the PDFs to a few kind of closer contacts that we either like know personally or that we've just had introductions to over mm-hmm. the past bit. And those yeah went well. It was I I've never really done sales, maybe a little bit of you know sales, but uh like it for when i worked in marketing i'd maybe do some phone calls uh back in the day but yeah this was i think the interesting there were there were some insights that i didn't really see it's like this can take a long time mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like just getting busy people on the phone like to take the time to like have a call with you it is hard to get you know a business owner to give you the time like And I think that's been the biggest struggle is just reaching people, even people who are like, yeah, I'm on board. Like we had one that like, like last week kind of was like, got through the call. They're like, yeah, put us on the highest tier. Let's do that. And I was like, amazing. But like now it's been, I don't know, five days or something. And like even just getting them to follow up and like, go to the checkout is, uh, it's a process, (laughs) you know, just, and, and it took like, I don't know, three or four weeks to get through to, book that call because they're just swamped like yeah um, the-
0: and i wonder if it's like it seems like that's a telling sign that like you you not in a rude way, but like you kind of bottleneck yourself. Like what if you, what if you were able to like, while you were on that first phone call, if somebody right then is like, sign me up, like, can you get them on that page while you're on the phone? Can you take the credit card over the phone? You know, like what, like, I, I don't think you can just based on the way that like most online payment platforms work. You can't like take someone's credit card and put it in for them. Um, but anyways, I just wonder if there is like something around that, like a learning from that well yeah and actually
1: my original plan because i was struggling on what to build next um at a certain point like we came up to this and it was like start doing some marketing and and sales stuff and but there was also just like trying to figure out what like technically to build next and after the one of the first calls it was like we didn't have a checkout built and it was kind of like okay well i'm gonna have to call you back to like take your credit card number and stuff and then like and it's me and jake like my co-founder jake who's uh been on this and we had a chat after and it was just like that you know it's one extra step and it's not super professional to be just like hey like give me your card number and stuff so i ended up building like a whole uh checkout page which you know i spent a couple days on and got that in place and i think it was warranted you know i was hesitant to do that at first i was like don't build things that you don't need but with how hard it is to reach people and get them on these calls like it it makes a lot more sense to to build that so that they can go and just like check out on their own so um so yeah that was kind of one learning was like actually building that but um but yeah i've thought about you know if we can because it has been taking some extra time i yeah. thought if, if there's some way like yeah if you go and do that right now like i don't know we'll give you like an extra month or we'll give you x i don't know or just like or just finding a better way to position our wording that just yeah. says like can you go do that now and you know
0: it's interesting because i i only know from like my experience years and years ago but like when you have like you know I think it's a lot different than when you're building out like an online checkout, but I know like that we used to have like a payment processor where we would have like access to the back end where we could actually take like credit cards over the phone. But mm. I think that's like a whole nother ball game than probably like, I, what did you use to set up your online shopping cart? It's in Stripe. Um, oh, it's in Stripe. So yeah, I, can, I don't know if do they have the customers. same type of functionality.
1: They're, I think we, all we would need really is like, yeah, their card and their, uh maybe their postal code or something yeah you can add customers through the admin Um, okay so yeah because
0: yeah maybe that like just sometimes that's an option over the phone but i would see like say like see how it goes like if you're having those conversations with people and then you're saying like you just need to go online like and 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 fill it out like see like do people do that quickly do they not do they do it more quickly if you incentivize them but like can you avoid incentivizing them by just taking the card over the phone? Like, what is like the absolute I don't know most frictionless way that you can get that payment in once someone agrees? I guess is like the question here.
1: Yeah, yeah. There's there's a book in the kind of UX world called "Don't Make Me Think," and yes, it's, it's all about kind of just exactly that. Like, you want things to be as easy and seamless as possible to go and like get the information and you know check out or whatever the goal of your page is like don't hide important information in carousels or yeah you know have it too cluttered like just make it as as easy as possible to get the goal accomplished and you can yeah i think it's especially oh sorry go ahead no i i don't know (laughs) i i just uh this is a bit different than just like a shopping experience where it's like a checkout on a website it's it's uh it's like a a higher touch experience where we're like talking to the brewery directly or the owner or a manager at the brewery and you know kind of walking them through the process so it's it's definitely not like entirely automated where someone comes and checks out and then just buys a plan like yeah it's got to be a bit of conversation here
0: yeah it's interesting i i like I I heavily for some reason I'm leaning towards like getting people to make the payment while they're on the phone with you. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I just feel like I don't know, it just seems like the the least difficult way of doing it. But I don't know if you agree or not. It's it's funny when you're talking about like what did you say? Make it easy. Well, especially in checkout processes, this is like a sidebar, but people are used to checking out on Amazon, right? Which like is literally a one. Cl- I don't, ha- I can click one time and it can be on its way. Mm-hmm. And I have such a gripe recently with the second cup app, because in order for me to pay, I have to click like four buttons. Like I have to like reload my card, Then like, I, I don't know, like, I, like, like, somehow like confirm that then i have to click another button then i have to click another button why do i have to click four buttons half the time i think i'm done and i'm not done anyways um Mm -hmm. back to your issue i think like yeah i don't know i think there's like a couple different like if i were to think about the four things here it's like you have like on the phone like trying to incent someone to just give you their credit card right now if people are hesitant can you can you incentivize that on the phone hey if you want to do this right now i'll throw in a month free for you or i'll take off 50 bucks or whatever it is Mm -hmm. and then you have like this the same two options for online can you just get people to check out online just because they want to um or does incenting it like make that the fastest option i don't know those are the things that came to my mind
1: yeah in you know in retrospect looking back at like what you know building out that page like well, part of it was just learning too mm-hmm. of like there's a the good side of all this is like even if I build something that like isn't the right thing, uh, I learn from it. It's you know? True. I learn from how people use it. I learn technically like more about Stripe and I learn all these things. But yeah, it may be that you're yeah, it's my initial thinking was not to build that. Yeah. And then just after a chat with the team, it was kinda like well, maybe we should have that because people have high expectations. Like, it's not going to. The thought was, yeah, people have high expectations around like companies and they want it to appear more professional. And like, just yeah. saying, like, yeah, like, I'll, you know, hit me up with your card, you know, just feels felt less secure. Um, but I was also like, yeah, we're super early stage here. We don't even know if more than one person will do this. Like, oh, you know, we need to prove this out with like 20 people. Yeah. Or, you it's know, fair. So. Like,
0: I mean, I think the interesting thing is, like, um, uh, because it's, like, a. am re- trying to think, like, you know, we're so used to doing these checkouts online for, like, SaaS-type things, but you also mentioned, you know, it's, like, a higher-touch-type, you know, situation, in which case, like, you know, sometimes people are more used to paying over the phone or giving their credit card numbers, or actually probably what's most common nowadays is, like, you get invoices and you you can pay a- against those, which is... Mm -hmm. similar to what you did, but there's a lot of like, and and again, I know you've already built this, but there's a lot of online invoicing platforms where like, you know, it will send the invoice monthly, but like you, they can just pay through that. So like you wouldn't need to build anything out either. Um, but the last thing I was going to say is also like if something is valuable to someone like they, it's probably fine. Like, you know, that they just pay over the phone. A small example in my life recently is like, I was looking for like these specific types of fabric samples. And like, I don't know if you've ever been on fabric websites, but like, not the greatest. Anyways, <laughs> gener- generally not like, you know, the top technology type websites. Um, and so I found this, this site that had exactly what I wanted. But like, I didn't under- I didn't understand it. I like filled up my cart. I said I wanted to buy it. And then like nothing happened. No one asked me for my credit card information. Nothing. I was like, I have no idea what's about to happen. Then like, you know, like. 10 minutes later the loveliest lady just calls me <laughs> about my order and takes my credit card information over the phone and she's just like this lovely lady who lives in Alberta and like I mean this obviously sounds like a scam out loud but the amount of <laughs> knowledge she had about fabrics really led me to believe that like it wasn't anyways i really wanted the fabrics and i was like okay i hope it's not a scam here's the money you know but i actually think like you have like a more reputable presence on website than probably the fabric company that i was like dealing with but i think it's an example <laughs> of like i'm not used to giving my credit card information over the phone but i really needed what they had you know and that was just that and i got it I all think, in the mail yeah. it's great
1: that i mean that in itself speaks to a point though is like I, something i've been worried about is like we're I, I still think it's a huge risk here in that like yeah we're seeing some signs of like success um in that well i guess yeah we, we had our first customer kind of come on we still have zero dollars because they're on trial until july 1st when we're planning to like convert everyone over to paid tiers but you know but that was a big win um they're willing to try this out but yeah like a big concern of mine is that you know we're we're basically offering sales like uh or like you know like when you get when you're selling something it should be one of several things it should be like time or money or you know a couple other you know factors and we're basically trying to sell them money but it might not be that that's what they're looking for in their business or some breweries anyway because some of these breweries are just like they're maybe at capacity with like they produce and then they sell everything out i know there are some breweries that like give like they'll say you can only buy one of this beer Mm -hmm. like they they're actually at the point where it's like they it's almost like collector's items yeah you know so do you need help with online sales in a position like that um maybe if you get if you're looking to go to the next level like you get a new set of tanks and you got to fill them all like with and then you have to fill that demand you know at the same time um so it could be that there's a, a you know a chunk of people that are not um directly looking for like to solve this problem yeah or they don't know you know maybe i could be wrong on that maybe they just need it proved out to them but um but yeah when we did send out after talking to like four people and having pretty good conversations um like pretty much commitments from each one to like try it out we were like okay let's reach out to a wider audience here of people who are already on the site because we kind of just built the site as a project and then now it's like okay how do we you know turn this into potential revenue Mm -hmm. and so looking at converting some of those plans that are um they're free right now but we would basically be converting them over to the free tier on july 1st um which would mean they don't have a click through to their website Uh, to purchase the beer um and they would show lower in the results than any paid tiers. Yeah. Um is kind of the way that we've structured this. It seems seems to make the most sense. Um but yeah, we sent we sent an email out only on Friday, so it's still early, but you know, have not heard a lot back from uh from that, which is fair. A lot of this stuff takes follow-up and, you know, yeah. calls and and a second email and kind of just saying like, Hey, can we jump on the phone about this? And we're ready for that, you know, but it is, uh, if it was something that is a pressing need that is just like, Oh yeah, this is what I need right now to, you know, make my business run. Like if we were a canning line company, you know, like to make, to put beers into cans, all of these brewers had to go from, kegging beers for restaurants yeah to to canning yeah um and if they weren't set up for that they were gonna go buy a canning machine yeah. or like if they're trying to set up a patio now they're like or i don't know like uh inside seating or something i don't know that we can do that yet but like you're getting plexiglass plexiglass yeah that is like a necessity so if it's not the thing that you're thinking about right now that is like i need this then yeah it's gonna be a harder thing like you want to be selling um aspirin not vitamins is that the the saying i never
0: heard of it so i'm just gonna have to take your word for it
1: yeah (laughs) like something that uh, like you
0: want to sell something that someone needs not like something that's like an uh like a nice to have i guess is like the sentiment behind that exactly Yeah, yeah i guess it's just like you're you're gonna probably learn a lot more from the people who are leaning towards signing up for trials like what type of companies are these why is this an aspirin for them Mm -hmm. And then hopefully at minimum, you can have conversations with the other people who maybe don't want the service as it stands, but it's an opportunity for you to understand what are you doing in the advertising space? Do you do any of it? Like, when would it be necessary for you? Like, would it be like you said, like when you're expanding, when you're buying more tanks or whatever it is? Um, Because I think you have kind of these hypotheses right now, but it seems like there are conversations that you need to have and like things that you need to dig into and validate.
1: Yeah, you're right uh, on that, and definitely, you know, we did hear back from someone who said like, not right now, and I kind of left it at like, we'll check back in, you know, in a month, um, to see where you're at. I think a lot of people are adjusting to, like, we we also sent it on basically day like, this this is again going into pretty inexperienced at sales, but like, um, recognizing so much matters of the landscape, the current like political climate. And even, you know, like we're just able to start opening patios now. So a lot of people, when we sent this email out on Friday, like there's a good chance that everyone's trying to set up their patio in a rush to get it like, yeah. ready to go to have like, uh, or maybe they're not because they're it doesn't make sense to have a patio when you can only see three people at it like and does it make sense to keep staff for that so yeah even trying to get some learnings around those things like where um just yeah like especially the smaller breweries like
0: where where are their heads at do they want to open patios do they have the space or the capacity to do so or is this a time at which they really need to lean heavy into trying to get people to to order their products to home you know um because those are two very different scenarios and they affect you very differently. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. Yeah.
1: So I don't know. I like, I'm go through the motions uh, or I go through, uh, that's not the right term. I don't think (laughs) I go through like phases of, and, and they're very quick too, where like one day it's like, Oh wow. We just got a commitment to like, you know, our top tier from this brewery and someone, you know, signed on yesterday, like, damn, this could work. And then, the next second i'm like oh no but now we actually have to deliver on the promise and like and that like takes me down and then it's like we send out this email and like you don't hear back from anyone and you're like thinking like well it could all be over and like it's it's a roller coaster man yeah. like it seriously is um i it's it's a lot it like it's really challenging just to kind of like to take it all in and Stay kind of even about it, or process things without, you know, worrying too much. Cause yeah, I, yeah. I tend to worry. I think it it comes out in like a anxiety, I guess. And so I just end up like, yeah, maybe staying up too late and yeah. watching a movie about it or something. So. Yeah, I
0: think uh, I have. I feel like I hope I still have some resources from when I did like a uh, sales training at the DMZ. Oh, that's so funny. I have my DMZ cup right here. Um, <laughs> anyways, we, and I know there's a bunch of different sales techniques that that people follow and, and live by and all of this, but specifically we did like Sandler, um, which is like a type of sales training method, whatever it is. Um, and I learned a lot. I went into this, this, it was like a sales hackathon. I went into it just being like, I have no interest in this. I don't want to be here. I hate sales. And by the, and I loved it. It was so much fun. I learned so much. Like I actually like over over the course of my last job, I went from being like, I never want to be on a sales call. I hate that to like, I love it. I, I actually, I really enjoy doing sales when I feel like I have something that I, I can genuinely solve someone's problem, Um, which mm-hmm. was generally the case when I, with the solutions that we were selling in my last company. Um, but I I, anyways, I'm going to try to send along these resources. And if not, I'm sure that you can find a bunch of info on it online but um it, be- it was really helpful for me in like h- framing conversations and where the focus should lie and you know really putting the onus on the the buyer to like be demanding your solution. I, I learned a lot from it. Um yeah, uh, I will send it along.
1: Yeah, please. Um I think it's something I'm I'm definitely trying to learn more about and it's, you know, like all of this learning or how to fly while you're building the ship or whatever like yeah. it's a, <laughs> i <laughs> guess you don't fly a ship <laughs> if it's a spaceship you do <laughs> yeah that's what i was thinking <laughs> yeah. spaceship um so yeah like so far though I, I am enjoying that process of like being on the call chatting with them and the, you know a lot of it seems to come through in in a way that's uh that you kind of i don't know it just seems also there's an element of like we just want to know if you're cool people and we're cool people. And then we're like, yeah, if we get along, then like, you know, we'll, you know, if you have something that is a reasonable offer, like we'll take a chance on it. And that's kind of like been the cool thing is like, we're trying to do something new here. And so it's been cool to see people who are just like, you know what? We like what you're doing. We're going to take a chance and just like, um, we'll roll with it for now and see where it goes. And, and that's like cool to get this, um, I don't know new network of people to, you know, try things with, and we're we're all doing that. So, yeah, hopefully we'll just get some more calls and get some more sales going. Cool. Um, I think the only the only other main thing. Well, yeah, yesterday, um, got some really cool feedback on Reddit. Um, I posted. I don't know a few things on reddit linking to the site and then um i've got i've received a few messages but i received probably one of the coolest like product feedback that i've ever got yesterday which was someone um messaged me saying that they are blind and they visited my website and they could really they were like it's so accessible i can use it it's um it's really easy to use and i can find all this stuff they just had a question about like whether the whether they could purchase on the website or or if they had to like if if it meant that they had to purchase from like the brewery directly so yeah answer that for them but in all my years like building website products and trying to focus on like making things accessible you don't usually get to hear about the firsthand like stories of someone like it's a pretty low chance it's a low chance that someone's going to reach out and just like tell you that I appreciate this or better chance is that you don't make an accessible website and they immediately leave it because it doesn't work for them. So it was just really cool to like get that feedback. I mean, it's been, I've been a developer for like, I don't know, five ish years and never really got that like, um, that type of comment, even though we, I know we've like strived to make accessible things in like previous companies, but yeah, just shows the importance of doing it, even just for this one person. That makes my day. Like, it, it yeah, was, that's really
0: cool. I love that. And it's
1: not a lot of extra work to to just make things like um, keyboard navigable to be able to like tab through and you know put the right tags out uh, on your elements and and just think a bit about people besides yourself using it. So. I, yeah. I asked them for some extra feedback to how we could improve it as well. Um, I
0: love that. That's so cool. I was like also just thinking as you're talking that I think my first foray into accessibility was with you. Like we like remember when we like mm. started all that learning back when we worked at We. I remember when it when the project came to us and s- someone at the time who was responsible for us for it was like it's going to be easy. It's not a big deal. We just need to put like a bunch of alt tags on things. Yeah. We
1: had like three weeks or something to do. Yeah. (laughs) Which led
0: to me like, you know, taking probably even before that, like weeks, like reading through the, like the WCAG and the AOTA stuff, because even back then it was so much, there was like, it was hard to understand how everything, it still is hard to understand how everything translates into like, especially stuff that you already have and like retrofitting all of that. But I -hmm. learned so much out of that, but it's interesting. We have a channel um for accessibility at work and st- my mind is constantly blown about the things that i don't know so yeah i think it's uh. anyways the feedback that you got is super super like I think that's so cool that that happened yeah i love that
1: yeah i, I think it's one of my favorite like pieces and you know it just goes like you know no matter what like you get these cool learnings and you're building stuff that if you you know You help one person by like making this thing. That's cool enough. Like, i consider this as a successful business. Yeah. (laughs) From now on, out and yeah,
0: (laughs) yeah. I don't know. And it's yeah, it's cool. Like in the future too, if you like, you know, wanted to pay someone to help you validate that you know this type of stuff is is working appropriately. Like it's a I don't know. Maybe you've made a connection as well too. Mm -hmm. Like more into more like into that community because maybe that person is also connected to other people that might um, be living with. With disability i don't know um but yeah i just think that yeah it would be cool i I wonder if there's any like sites or services where where like obviously paid like you can actually get like qa or audits from people who are living with different disabilities to to do that kind of stuff for your for your website because i just think it's so much more meaningful than um able-bodied people trying to do it as well
1: i think it's pretty niche but it's yeah maybe like a productized Consulting type of or productized service that exists out there. I think I've heard of some. Oh, really?
0: Like I was gonna say it's interesting too because you know people like obviously like people living with disability. You know they 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 face much higher unemployment rates and like you know there's there's certain jobs and professions that might be more difficult for them to do or get into. And I just think yeah, this is like such an interesting avenue where it's like definitely a needed service, um, a high value service um and like would pay well also so anyways i just think that's like an interesting thing to think about Hmm. Mm-hmm. cool
1: yeah that's uh i guess that that's pretty much it for updates here uh for now so okay well oh. it was good to be back and chatting with you on this
0: yeah same to you and so um do you want to let people know where they can find us
1: Yeah, you can find me at my house.
0: (laughs) Uh, Staying (laughs) safe. Okay,
1: cut that. Editor, cut that out and put this in as the exit instead. You can find us at WorkPalsPodcast.com or on Twitter at WorkPals.
0: Awesome. Take care.
1: Bye.